morning to you on Fellowship Day 260-260. Today, at the end of this week, I've been reflecting a lot on what this podcast is about and more historically what my blog was about to begin with. And I started the ego stroking named Read Indeed Leadership blog back in 2018. And then, as is still the case now, the promise of that was to provide stories of life and science leadership. And more specifically, my thoughts and journey as I stumbled my way through trying to figure out how to be a modern leader. That all started when I was in the thick of my first independent academic post. And now, a slightly later stage, but more mature, when I started this podcast, it was for you know, the, the larger stage fellowship that I now find myself on, growing a, a bigger team with a wider range of people and a new set of leadership challenges going into the future. Recently, though, I as well as uh, bringing the podcast to you that you're kindly listening to now, I've reinvigorated the blog somewhat. I'm doing more writing again, uh, as well as recording. And this is partly brought about by um, my book. I'm still writing a lot on that. But bringing the blog back um, made me think that I'm going to start to more heavily intersperse some of those blog readings uh, I think they've been received pretty well at times. It's not going to take away from the fully unscripted episodes where something comes up on a day or in a particular week that I've found enlightening, challenging, insightful on the road to leadership. But this morning, um, without further ado, I want to read you one of my earliest blog entries, one that was actually kindly supported for publication in Chemistry World. And it was all about leadership. This was actually written, I was reflecting on this, about two years before, no, a year and a half before really becoming a leader in my own right and thinking about it on on the way there, trying to get the sort of fellowships and positions that would then put me in charge of a team. And at the time that I wrote this piece, I was thinking a lot about what my experiences had been, what my inspirations had been, what are, what were the good, the bad, the ugly things that I'd seen, and how did I want to use that to mould my own leadership style. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny thinking back that far. It really is. Um, so much has changed. I'm talking about we're sitting here in 2022. This piece that you're about to hear was written in 2016. I got my first independent post in 2017. And I still don't feel like I, I know everything. I don't think I ever can. But I have learned a, a hell of a lot about leadership in that intervening period. And one thing that really catalyzed all of that journey and everything that you're hearing right up until this moment was partly catalyzed by what you're about to hear. So as always, I hope for what you're thinking about, what you need prompted with on your own journey into leadership and thinking about the people in your care, that you'll take something away from this audio essay, as I'll more formally call it. I have no idea why. 
But here we are. Without further ado, please enjoy this essay titled The People in Our Care. Management and leadership are two different, equally important things. What makes a good boss? It's an important question, and hidden among the hailstorm of stressors and research, it's a question often neglected. Some years ago, a conversation gave me pause to consider leadership more deeply than I ever had before. Walking among the streets of an American metropolis, sun-kissed by summer and protected by the towering buildings casting strips of shade, I was enjoying a chat with a friend. During our pleasant stroll among the pedestrians, buskers and car horns, I asked how things were going now she was finishing her PhD. What was she working on? What did she want to do next? Was she having fun? I was genuinely curious and poised to hear what she had to say. But where I had placed the cues for a response, none came. A silence fell. In the unexpected hush, I became conscious that we hadn't really made much eye contact during our walk. Relaxed in our stride, we had been talking to each other while looking at the ground and the sights of the city, never turning to face each other. Now, in the silence, I raised my head and looked over to my friend to see why she had become so quiet. She was still looking to the ground. She passed out from the shadow of a lofty skyscraper and crossed into the chasm of light-soaked roadway. Only then, under the brightness of unblocked sunlight, could I see the tears in her eyes. She was crying. I had expected my questions to reveal an interesting, unique story of science. Instead, I had unwittingly made my friend reflect on a painful and unspoken truth. Through the amorphous noise of the streets, her timid and trembling story emerged. My friend worked with a supervisor whose leadership priorities were all wrong. The supervisor had never once complimented her or acknowledged the contributions she had made to the research programme. He'd paid little attention to the group culture or to making his expectations clear. When communications broke down, he always had someone else to blame. It was never his fault. My friend's spirit was broken. This fiercely intelligent scientist was not thinking about her valuable contributions, her stellar publications, or her wonderful, welcoming character. She was lost in the dark neuroticism of self-doubt, wondering if her supervisor was actually right to be so cruel. What if she wasn't smart enough? What if it would be better for her to give up now? As I listened on, I was consumed by the paradox of what she was saying. She clearly had a promising career ahead, but was now on the verge of surrender. 
She had been so drained by her PhD supervisor's poor leadership that she was ready to leave her life and research behind. Or so I thought. To my relief, she went on to tell me about her proposed postdoctoral supervisor with whom she had been preparing a collaborative fellowship application to join his group after her PhD. During their meetings, this new colleague would offer constructive criticism on my friend's writing. He would point out strong parts of her proposal and provide help on areas that needed improvement. Summarising the honesty, encouragement and attentiveness of her new supervisor, she uttered words that I will never forget. These words, they mean the world to me. These words, they mean the world to me. Through the tears and the pain, she now felt relief, happiness and hope. In that instant, I thought about the kind of leader I would be to my own emerging research team. I was paralysed by the prospect of acting anything like my friend's reckless PhD supervisor, but lifted with the promise of being like her prospective postdoctoral supervisor. With clarity and attentiveness, this new mentor had uttered words that meant everything to a person not yet fully in his care. As we crossed the streets, one thing became clear to me. Management and leadership are not the same thing. It takes little training to point the finger and tell someone what to do. Becoming an empathetic, encouraging and challenging leader takes infinitely more effort and attention. If we, as leaders, remember only one thing, it should be this. One day, our words could mean the world to someone too. That's the end of the essay, The People in Our Care. I hope it's given you pause to reflect on your place in leadership, where you are and where you might want to go next. What you're thinking about in terms of that reckless PhD supervisor and on what parts you're striving to attain, just like that more promising postdoctoral supervisor. In any case, wherever you are with it, thanks again for being here, and I'll see you soon for another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Take care. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts, you'll find my leadership blog series, the daily thought series, and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon. We also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com. That's dr-mark with a c-r-e-i-d.com. Thanks again for listening.